Journey back to the enchanting land of Ferenthia in Fiddlefern. Book two, The Raven, the Gnome and the Mimic. Follow the Raven and the Gnome as they encounter increasingly bizarre creatures, confront old adversaries and uncover secrets from their past. Reconnect with familiar faces from Farwood Forest as they too confront the dangers lurking beyond their woodland sanctuary and venture into the broader world of Ferenthia. Immerse yourself in the next captivating chapter of this illustrated rhyming fantasy series, complete with a compelling graphic audio companion. Stay tuned for the release of Fiddlefern, Book 2, The Raven, The Gnome and The Mimic coming soon. Greetings, I'm Atlas Gray, a 14-year-old on a momentous mission from Earth. I'm the sole awakened human on the starship Odyssey, accompanied only by Cosmo, our slightly needy yet loyal android, and the ship's computer, Athena. We have a job to guide the ship safely to our destination while everyone else is in hypersleep. We are on a journey across the cosmos to explore Alpha Centauri, seeking a new home for humanity among the stars. As we will all soon discover, a simple mission is never as simple as it seems. Episode 1. A Billion Miles from Earth Captain's Log, Stardate 2199 I've always wanted to do that, even though I'm not a captain. That can be our little secret. Well, it's been about 280 days since I last saw Earth, and I kind of miss it at this point. I was excited to leave, thrilled to be chosen to pilot one of our exploratory ships to another solar system. How cool is that? But, to be honest, I miss the green grass, the tall trees, the smell of the ocean, and the feel of the wind. With all that said, I'm still incredibly grateful to be the first kid ever chosen for a mission like this. I had great grades, and I'm sure that helped. I even earned a PhD when I was 10. But I think the real reason, I'm certain, is pure happenstance. I was just a name in a hat, randomly chosen from thousands. Either way, here I am, on my way to Proxima Centauri B. The good news is that I've been informed that if this mission is successful, our families will also join us at a later time. I'm not really sure how that works with time dilation. You know how time passes differently back home compared to being out here. It's possible that my little sister will be my older sister the next time I see her. That's pretty mind-boggling to think about. I mean, these ships move pretty fast, almost as fast as the ships in ancient TV shows like Star Trek and Star Wars, which is good because that means not too much time has passed back on Earth. A year here is probably only a year and a half there. Still pretty crazy to think about. Anyway, everyone else is in hypersleep, and I think I need a nap. I'm leaving Cosmo in charge while I get some rest. We're currently navigating through an asteroid belt, but our systems are designed to handle this easily, so it shouldn't be an issue. Signing off, Atlas Gray. Hey, it's me, Atlas, signing back on for another update. It turns out it was a bad idea for me to take a nap while navigating through an asteroid belt. Cosmo got distracted, again, playing vintage Tetris, and the system didn't do its job. Now we have a dent on the side of the ship. It was not my fault. I'm sure I'm going to be in trouble for that one somehow. Something else has happened. The ship has detected an anomaly moving in our direction at a steady pace. 
Judging by its movement, it doesn't appear to be natural or just debris. Now, I've got to decide if we should kick it into high gear and get out of here fast or wait around to see what's coming to intercept us. Cosmo, who is definitely living up to his nickname as a paranoid android, thinks that we should hightail it out of here. He also believes that if the rest of the crew were awake, they would be telling me the same thing. But it isn't every day that you come across a new species out here in the cosmos. Heck, we've only discovered two others in the universe besides ourselves, so it's pretty cool to find a third. Now, I'm debating having a close encounter with the third kind. That's what it really is. I mean, it could be a drone ship. If I had to guess, that's most likely what it is. But the fact that it's heading in our direction is pretty interesting. Judging by the system's approximation of arrival, it still won't reach us for another few days, so I have a little bit of time to decide what I'm going to do. I'm starving. I'm going to get something to eat. Signing off, Atlas Gray. Atlas Gray signing back on. Well, we're two days out from whatever's coming. I know that waiting around for this thing to intercept us isn't smart on multiple levels. For one thing, it's putting us back a few days of travel, and who knows what's going to happen in that time. Not I, said the fly. I was watching some videos sent from Earth, which just now reached us. From where we are now, it takes video signals and data uploads about two to three weeks to reach us, and it takes about a week for us to send a basic signal back. I've sent a report back to Earth about the anomaly heading my way, but there's no chance they're going to be able to respond before this thing reaches me, so I guess it's one of those do-it-and-ask-for-forgiveness-later kind of deals. I wonder what my friends are up to right now. They're probably running around outside climbing trees or playing video games. Kind of wish I was back there, but as the old saying goes, it is what it is. Well, I'm back for another report. We ran diagnostics on the ship, and it seems that no real damage happened in the asteroid belt. Which is great, because Professor Nuts and Bolts over here in yours truly would have taken some heat for that. I'm a highly advanced android model, equipped with positronic technology, boasting centuries of progressive technological evolution, and I'm far more than a mere assembly of nuts and bolts. Anyway, he's also pretty sensitive, as you can tell. Good thing is, in a couple weeks, the next passenger is scheduled to be woken up from hypersleep. Also update, we are now just about 24 hours away from interception with the mysterious, probably dangerous, hopefully not dangerous anomaly. I'm signing off for now, but I will do an update if anything changes. I'm back, and we have a big problem. The object has completely disappeared from our sensors, which is extraordinarily weird and I would have thought impossible. But maybe they have some kind of cloaking device or some way to not be detected by our system. When the computer last scanned, the object was about eight hours out, assuming it maintained its speed. I'm really starting to think about taking off. Anyway, I'm going to do a ship security walk and I'm going to take some time to do some thinking. Atlas Gray signing off. Atlas Gray signing back on. Unfortunately, I'm beginning to think that old Bender Wiggins over here may have had a point about getting going when we could. We are now experiencing weird happenings on the ship, and the engines won't do anything but run idle. So the computer systems work, and life support works, but there's no thrust power. Something is influencing the hyperspace flux. Our propulsion systems have succumbed to a perplexing force. Cosmo and Athena automatically assume this is related to the incoming ship or anomaly, but that's just an assumption. 
Though personally, I, I think they might be right, but I'll never admit that to RoboCop. Long story short, we're stuck in the muck. Atlas Gray signing off, hopefully not for the last time. I've activated all security protocols, and fortunately, there were no issues in raising the shield. Cosmo and Athena are diligently working to pinpoint the root of the problem. I'm doing my part, but they have the major advantage of quantum supercomputers powering their brains, while I'll have to rely on my old trusty mammalian brain. Nonetheless, I'm committed to getting this ship back on track, as the responsibility rests squarely on my shoulders. If this is linked to the ship I've been waiting for, any mishap would be entirely my fault, endangering everyone aboard. We have to fix this. We have to get going. Atlas out. Okay, I'm back, and man, do I have some updates. The ship, which is definitely a ship and not a natural anomaly, is here. It is sitting right beside us. I have taken a lot of video and images, but I will describe it here for the audio log. I know the audio log will reach Earth Command long before the videos and images. Also, when I say it's next to us, I more mean we're next to it. This thing is massive, easily 20 times bigger than the Odyssey. It's large, shaped sort of like a cube and black. I don't mean normal black, I mean swallows all light around it like a black hole black. I have to admit, I am legitimately terrified now. I want to wake up some of the crew, but the process takes weeks, so I'm going to have to figure out what... The signal from the Starship Odyssey has been disrupted. Thank you for tuning in to Atlas Grey, presented by Many Magical Tales, written and produced by Christopher Durr. <laughs>